This is Freedom Investor Radio, and I'm John Pearl. It hit me like a freight train when I realized there was a better way. When I discovered that I could take my future into my own hands. When I realized I could invest my way to freedom. This is what I'm working towards. In each episode of Freedom Investor Radio, we will explore the tactics and strategies used by the top real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. We will learn how you can start investing your way to freedom and take control of your life. Thanks so much for tuning in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Investor Radio. I'm your host, John Pearl. Today, I am joined by Charlie Wessel of Cordell Capital. Charlie, welcome to the show, my man. Thanks so much, John. Good to be here, man. Excellent. All right, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're at now and what you do, and kind of take a few minutes and tell us how you got there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm Charlie Wessel out of Charleston, South Carolina, founder and principal of Cordell Capital. We bring some of the equity capital to our partners and take care of investor relations and stuff like that. Been married 20 years. I'll be 21 years this October and have uh, three kids. I got twin eight-year-old girls and a 12-year-old boy and that life's good, bud. Man, fully packed life. So tell us on the real estate side, how did you, I know you started off doing a little general contracting and then kind of, then it kind of ventured into the real estate and then the multifamily. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Started general contracting firm here in Charleston in 2006. And we sold that company in 2016, started a roofing company. And, you know, right about that time, I know we had rental houses and that was a gigantic pain in the bond. I mean, we went through property managers, tried to manage it ourselves. You know, it's just a nightmare, single family houses. And you can't, you know, it's so hard to scale that. Whereas now, I mean, we're about to close on a 300 unit apartment complex. I mean, we just bought 300 rental houses all at once. So, you know, that's the ticket, really, is scalability. Yeah, I had a good buddy of mine who was a commercial broker downtown. We used to work for commercial brokers in the general contracting space. And I told him, I said, man, how do we, you know, how do I scale this? He had an office building listed for $20 million. And I was like, how do I buy that building? And he was like, first of all, you don't want to buy that building. It's been under litigation for like two years. So he said, but... The best way to do it is multifamily housing. And, you know, I said, you get some buddies together, you raise some money, you guys go buy these properties and they cash flow and you return money to your investors. He said, it's one of the safest bets with the biggest returns in all of commercial real estate. So I took his advice, man, deep dove in in 2017 and we've been here ever since. That's great. And what about, let's go a little bit deeper into the what you were doing at the time. So were you just going out and looking for properties by yourself? Were you uh, seeking partnership with others who maybe had more experience doing what you're doing? How did that look? I had two partners at the time and we were all over the place, going property tours, meeting with brokers, underwriting deals left and right. I mean, we had one guy just underwrote deals every day. And, you know, we all had full-time jobs at the time as well. Well, I ran the roofing company at that time. But so we're just, you know, chasing deals like crazy. We had, you know, made it to the best and final a handful of times. We got awarded one that fell apart in due diligence. 
And I was just like, man, after two years of doing it, I was done. I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm so done. I got all these buddies of mine in this space now that I've met through conferences and meetups and all kinds of stuff. I said, man, they're closing deals left and right. So I just, you know, we broke up that partnership. Still, you know, very good people that were all still really good friends. But I just, you know, I pulled out and I was going to raise capital for people and take care of, you know, investor relations and stuff like that. So that's what I've been focused on since, you know, 2019. That's great. Yeah, I find a lot of similarities there with your story in my experience getting through this. There's so much competition out there. A lot of people have so much more experience. So it's kind of, you know, in a nutshell, if you can't beat them, then join them. You know, everybody needs money to close these deals. And, you know, these guys are experienced and very knowledgeable in their specific markets. So if you can build relationships with those guys, then it's a win-win for everybody involved. So you mentioned you were partnering with some folks back before you took over your new strategy. Do you work with anybody else at the moment? Or are you kind of just providing value by yourself and getting other people in the mix? I mean, I run Cordell Capital. It's just me and a virtual assistant at the moment. And I mean, just me and that one virtual assistant, we accomplish, you know, our portfolio right now looks like 786 units with 73 million in assets under management. So we've done pretty well with it. I'm trying to keep it small, man. I've had the big company before. It's not a lot of fun. So I'm trying to keep it small. We are looking to add probably two more VAs this year and maybe one person stateside to help out with the investor relations part. But yeah, that's great. Tell me about, I'm very interested in in hearing more about the virtual assistant. So walk us through that process. What gave you the idea to do it? What was happening in your life at the time to make you realize you needed help? And, you know, how did you actually go about finding the right person? Yeah. You know, when I got a virtual assistant, I didn't even know what I was going to have her do. I just heard on podcasts, all these guys that were very successful in our space, they all had virtual assistants to help out and stuff. It was just me at the time. And she's been with me just about two and a half years now. But I called a company Rocket Station, just found them online. They've been wonderful. By the way, Rocket Station is amazing. And if any of your listeners want a email introduction to Rocket Station, we can for sure do that and save them some money on the upfront cost. But they set everything up. You know, they did like a 45 minute interview with me, kind of pulled out what my day to day looks like and came up with just a list of things, a huge list of things that a VA could do. And then they lined up all the interview, you know, they pre-qualified all the VAs and lined up an interview with them. And so, you know, it was a smooth process, really. And as soon as she came in, she hit the ground running. And it's been wonderful ever since. I'm telling you, I mean, she helps run the company. That's great. Yeah, she, does, she does a phenomenal job. Now, how about those first weeks and months? What was the, you know, you, you mentioned, it's interesting when you don't really know what you need help with, like what somebody else is capable of helping you with. I'm going through something similar now. So tell me about those first couple of days and weeks and months and how the, you know, getting to know each other, getting a feel for the systems and automations. And what was that process like? Rocket Station really kind of spelled everything out, you know? So they really put together like a plan of what she was going to be doing. 
And she came in really and kind of just took over stuff and started creating all these great posts and everything, you know. Now, I mean, I go in and I'll edit everything and I see everything that she's going to post. So I'll, you know, change some wording around or something like that, or I'll send her pictures to post, especially me and the family. I mean, that stuff gets more attraction than anything you put out there business wise, even on LinkedIn. Yeah, everybody wants to see your kids. Absolutely. So that really gets a lot more interaction. I mean, you know, I thought she was going to be like 20 hours a week starting out. And that, I mean, within the first month, she jumped 40 hours. So, wow. So then what kind of stuff? You mentioned some social media. Is it mostly social media stuff? Talk me through like what tasks are completed by your assistant and you know what platforms are you using to keep that all organized so just to kind of give other people because I know I've done a lot of research on this lately and I'm very curious to hear how you're running your operation. But other people that'll be listening don't even know what is possible for using somebody, a, a virtual assistant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, she manages my email, you know, she cleans that up and flags things that I need to really pay attention to. And so that saves a lot of time right there. Also, we use Active Campaign and Calendly. And she was an integral part of setting up Active Campaign and getting everybody with all the tags and everything else that goes along with that so that we send out, you know, email. I mean, we start out with a list of like 4,000 people. It was just every email I'd ever gotten over the past like 12 years. So, you know, we narrowed that email list down to about 900 people. And that list, we get a 35 to 45% open rate on. And then if people don't open the emails, you know, and generally don't, then we move them over to another list. Say, hey, look, these guys aren't, you know, opening the emails or I'll con- if I know them, I'll contact them and make sure they're not going in their junk mail or something like that. Right. So she really helps manage all that information. Got it. How do you communicate? I imagine, you know, if this is a foreign virtual assistant and probably a pretty big time difference. So what kind of platforms are you using for communication? Do you ever communicate like on a Zoom call or an actual call or is it all just like videos or Slack? What kind of stuff are you using for that? I've already had a Zoom call with her this morning. Yeah, I stopped. We stopped the Zoom call. and Me and you had a 10 o'clock, so we stopped at like 10 or 9.55. We use Zoom. She's in the Philippines and her. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, so she's exactly 12 hours difference than me, but she works Eastern Standard Time. So she's up all night working every day and then she you know, sleeps during the day. But yeah, we use Zoom. We use the Zoom chat feature and you can, you know, upload documents on there. You can do, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful tool. We tried Slack. I wasn't a fan. So yeah, we use Zoom, Zoom Great. chat and Zoom meetings every day. Excellent. Awesome. Well, let's pivot. Let's jump over into education. So It's very important, these offerings that we have from our networks, you're partnering with somebody who's got experience and you want to present an opportunity for somebody to invest passively. How important is the education aspect for a passive investor? Super, super important. I mean, you know, most of the people that come in to invest with us, I'd say 85% have never invested in an opportunity like this before. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they're like, hey, Charlie, I've seen your posts. I've seen some returns. 
stock market's blowing up my face, especially right now. You know, everybody's losing money left and right. So they're like, hey, I need to find out more about what you're doing. And so we send them over content. You know, we have an ebook and kind of tells them a little bit about what we do. And, you know, if they have any questions or anything, I'm, I love meeting in person. I really do. I know it's a big time commitment, but it's uh, talk on the phone all day and have lunch meetings. You know, go play golf with guys. I play golf with guys a lot. So uh, yeah, probably twice a week. I'm playing golf with guys. So, yeah, I'm a Monday through Friday golfer. So you're ever in town, in Charleston here, Monday through Friday, I'd love to go play golf with you. I'm daddy on the weekends, man. Nice. That's great. So walk me through the process then of, say, somebody meets uh, or or sees some of your content. They're getting, you know, their portfolio is getting destroyed with the stock market right now. What kind of things do they need to know? And what's important for a potential investor? What kind of things are you looking for in a potential investor? Because I know it's it's a two-way street. You know, they got to vet you, but you also have to vet them. You don't want the wrong person investing in one of these opportunities. So what are the most important things for people to know prior to coming to you? Yeah. You know, we send them out an email that has past deals and with, you know, shows all the returns and everything. That way they can kind of know what to expect. And then we send them over another email that shows like a soft commit. So whenever a deal comes out, we try to relay the timeline to them. Say, look, you know, we need to get your soft commit in as soon as possible because these deals fill up. You know, they do. I mean, these are great opportunities. So within the time they smash the soft connect or soft commit button, you know, we need to let them know that we need their funds in within about a week of that time. So they have about a week to sign into the portal, you know, fill out all the subscription docs, PPM, all that stuff. And then, you know, we need them to go ahead and be able to wire money over pretty quickly into the deal to kind of reserve that place in the opportunity. Great. And for folks that may be listening to this right now that maybe know what you're doing a little bit, but not super familiar, what kind of deals do you look for? And, you know, any specific markets or what kind of things are you looking for when you take a new deal on? Yeah, we look for somebody that really wants to specialize in an area. One of our operators, he just operates in Houston. Another one, they operate around the Kansas City market. Like we just closed on a deal in Des Moines, Iowa, which is only just a couple hours from Kansas City. And man, that thing, within the first 30 days, we're already hitting our third year projected rents, including rent growth. So, I mean, it's like just, you know, you swing the bat enough times, games won on singles and doubles, but every once in a while, you're going to pop one out of the park. So anyways, yeah, you know, relationship, I have to have a relationship. Like everybody that we've invested with, I've known for at least a year first. Because, I mean, I take it very serious that these people are putting me, you know, entrusting me with their hard-earned money. So I got to make sure (laughs) I can lose my money, man. I can't lose their money. So I got to make sure that these deals are with operators that are, you know, just stand-up people. You know, they're going to be good people, good, hardworking people. I need them to know what they're doing. I mean, all of them have had substantial portfolios before we brought money in to their opportunities. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're betting on the jockey, man. You got to have a horse to win the race, but I'm betting on the jockey every time. 
Absolutely. That's my stance as well. What about any new exciting opportunities? You see anything on the horizon that you're interested in that you haven't invested in? Maybe you want to start doing some research on got a lot of stuff happening in the, the macro environment right now. What are you seeing moving forward? I stay in my lane, man. I stay in my lane. I got blinders on right now. I'm staying in my lane. I've had a lot of people reach out on a lot of different asset classes. I know multifamily. You know, I studied it for two years before I ever even raised any capital. So it's what I know right now. And I'm kind of a creature of habit. And, you know, I want the rinse and repeat type investments. You know, we don't want to get into something that somebody's going to try out. I want to get into something that somebody's done 10 times before and they're going to do it again. You know, and that they've shown that track record, you know, in their portfolio and their experience. And I mean, I want to see the best deal they've done. I want to see the one that they just hit projections. And I want to see the worst deal that, you know, just flopped. Um, I haven't seen any that have like totally flopped yet, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. And on that front, so we're talking due diligence here. Is there anything else that you do, you know, big ticket items that you're looking for? You mentioned must have a prior relationship, successful, longstanding company. The deal has to be a certain type. But what other big ticket items when you're performing due diligence, whether on the deal or the actual operator, what kind of things are you looking for? Communication is key. That's the number one thing is communication. Being that most of our investors in our deals are new to this, you know, every deal we bring in new investors that have never done this before. So with that being said, I mean, we like to hold their hand through the process and we want to make sure that they're being updated monthly and that, you know, any questions that they have or that we have get answered like right away. And that's probably one of the most important aspects of finding a good operator. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to pivot one more time and talk about kind of your development process over the years because, you know, you started off in the general contracting space and then kind of got developed a network in the real estate space. But what about uh, like coaching and mentorship? Has that played a part in your success thus far? Or is that something you look into moving forward? It really has, man. It really has. You know, we're both part of Raise Masters. So we have just an incredible team of people around us. And I have met several of our partners through Raise Masters. I mean, I'm in my second year of Raise Masters right now. And I mean, you know, it's quite a bit of money to join this mastermind, but you make that back tenfold easy in a year, you know, just with the relationships that you get through that. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, on that front, I think... You know, it's become so regular to go pay, you know, 50K to 250K, depending on where you go to college, that's become so regular. And, you know, the way I see it, it's kind of the same concept. You're paying for an education, a qualification to go learn a skill, except, you know, with this stuff, it's much more fine tuned as opposed to going to a four year university. Don't get me wrong, you know, colleges, universities, they have their place for specific professions, but you know, think of it like this. If you're looking to get into the real estate investing space, why would you not want to get educated and get experience and get surrounded by others who are doing it? You know, my confidence level, my, you know, my thought process, the ability to get out of my comfort zone, it's all just leveled up every time I join a new group or, you know, any new coaching program. So that's great to hear. Well, uh, Charlie, one more question. And it's a question that I ask all of my guests. You mentioned 
a little bit in the pre-show, I work at a nuclear power plant that is closing down in 2025. So my mission is to replace my W-2 income with investment income from real estate. So what's your one piece of advice that you would offer to folks in my situation or who are looking to exit the W-2 world or start something that gives them more freedom and control over their lives? What would you tell them moving forward for the next year or two? Work like it's up to you and pray like it's up to him, man. You know, I mean, seriously, dude, you got to just do what you do and stick to it and work your honey off. I know a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, you know, come do this. It'll give you the freedom and time that you need to do. And it does. You know, I mean, I go on all my kids field trips. You know, I play golf every Friday. I play, you know, I mean, so it does give you that freedom. But it also is something that I mean, I was on a podcast last night at start at seven o'clock PM, you know? So, I mean, I take phone calls all the time at my son's baseball practices at night. I don't take him during his games because I'm there for a reason, but at practice, I mean, I'm just walking around the ballpark, just talking on the phone, talking to investors and everything else. So yeah, it's, it's not easy. That's great, but it gives you the control to be there. You can still watch what he's doing. It gives you the control. That's the thing I love about real estate is it's not just to kick your feet up and retire, but it's more of a lifestyle and it gives you control over what you do. And so, yeah, one thing that's helped me a lot, and I read a lot of uh, Napoleon Hill and he's big on definiteness of purpose and your definite chief aim and just focusing 100% on your goal on your purpose. And if you can do that, then things start to happen. I made an effort to do that myself over the past couple of years. And, you know, it takes time, but if you do it for long enough, then that big wheel just starts spinning and you start building up some momentum. So absolutely. It's great advice. Charlie, where can people reach you if they want to hear more about you or they want to get in contact? Right. Yeah. We're all over LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, Charlie Wessel, W-E-S-S-E-L, and Cordell Capital, C-O-R-D-E-L-L, Capital, and our website as well, CordellCapital.com. We got a lot of good information there on that website. Excellent. Well, Charlie, thank you so much. Provide a lot of valuable info today. Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie Wessel. Thanks so much, John. Thank you for listening to Freedom Investor Radio. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks again for listening.